Hey everyone, this is Dr. Anthony Mattis here, Consciousness with the Jersey Boy. So I hope everything is going well in all of your worlds, and uh, hope you enjoyed the first podcast that uh, I put out there. If you listen to the whole thing, you, you're a brave soul, and I uh, hope you got a lot out of it. So as I said on the first call, you know, it's I may title these particular podcasts, but uh, it may go in a completely different direction. This is sort of a platform where I give myself permission to allow my ADD to uh, just basically soar and, and roar and take you on a journey. And ho- hopefully you'll walk away with uh, a few good tools to, you know, start creating your life, changing your life, getting you through um your dramas and traumas, um, helping you get around your issues and uh, really just creating different possibilities, you know. So I just finished watching Field of Dreams for like the 200th, 250th time <laughs> and my wife uh, had never seen it before and um, like, listen, I know this is a dude's flick, but if you really look at it, <laughs> Uh, you'll see a lot of, you know, meaning in many, many different things. And it was just, it blows me away. It's like, once again, it was like, I cry like a baby every time I watch it, number one. And number two, just when I think I'm I'm over it and I can watch it without crying, it's like I get all these new awarenesses and like downloads and stuff. So anyway, uh, as many of you may know or may not know, I am an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator. The doctor is a doctor of chiropractic, holistic chiropractic, I might add. So I always loved looking at um, the whole person, uh, body, mind, and choices, <laughs> basically. And so, you know, um, so with that being said, I'm watching Field of Dreams and... You know, when I first watched it back whenever the movie came out, I don't know, maybe in the 90s or something, it was like, it always kind of hit me right in the, right smack dab in the middle of the heart, like, because it just really dealt with a lot of my, my daddy issues type of stuff. I never met my biological father, as you heard, heard on the first podcast, and and then my second dad came along when I was like five or six, and then he left by the time I was about 10 years old, and, you know, it was just sort of like a... Um, and every other weekend type deal, but I was, you know, I was so busy playing sports on the weekends that I never really got to spend time with him. My little brother was like, you know, two years old at the time. So he really spent the time, uh, with his dad, um, on the weekends more so than I did. So anyway, there's always those daddy issues. And, you know, and at the end of the movie, you know, he's the characters having a catch with his father who wanted to be a major league baseball player. And, um, and if you're a woman listening to this and could care less about sports, or a man who could care less about sports, bear with me, because there is a point to all of this. And, you know, it's like, you know, in the movie, you know, he starts hearing this voice, you know, saying, uh, if you, you know, if you build it, they will come, you know, and he's like, build what, build what, you know. And so here he is, he's fighting this, this whisper of consciousness, basically, is really what it is. Um, you know, we thought it was Ray Liotta's character, Shoeless Joe Jackson, but it wasn't. It was actually uh, Ray, the Kevin Costner character. Uh, it was his actual voice. And, and, then it, they taught, and then that whisper of consciousness also said, go to distance and ease his pain. And, you know, the pain was that, you know, he rejected his father when he was 17 years old and his father wanted to have a catch with him. And, 
his father was sort of like a, a washed up minor league baseball player who never made it to the big leagues and always wanted to make it to the big leagues and just ended up having a hard life you know, uh, working just a real hard blue collar type life and was just sort of worn out in his mid thirties. And then Kevin Costner was kind of going through the sixties the period and just rebelling against his father and hated baseball because his father shoved it down his throat. But, but by the end of the movie, you know, he's having a catch with his dad. So I like brought tears to my eyes and I was like, I remember when my dad, my second dad basically pulled me out of Brooklyn, New York and showed me what a baseball was. And I had no clue. And I ended up being a pretty good little athlete and uh, a natural. And it, it really was like the only thing I had going for me, as you heard in the first podcast. So anyway, so as I watched that movie over and over again, there was all these other new awarenesses that, that came up in the movie. And, and you know, another, you know, it's like a lot of the movie was about regrets. You know, it was about the things that we said to people that we regretted is the things that we didn't say to people that we regretted because then they would die, right? And we didn't have an opportunity to communicate to them in the way that we would have liked or, or you know, have that last catch with them or go on that special family road trip or say I'm sorry or say thank you for all the ways that you've contributed. And, and it's like, you know, one of the tools we learn in Access Consciousness is like... If, if you had 10 seconds to live the rest of your life, what would you choose? And all I know is when I ask that question, I don't think about my past and I certainly don't worry about my future. It really helps to put me in the now. And all I know is if I had 10 seconds to live the rest of my life, I'm going to grab that person that I love. I'm going to hold on to them and be like, thank you. I love you. Bye-bye. And whether it's my son, my sons, my daughter, my mom, my friend, even a stranger. And it's like, you know, what if like, you know, what if you spent every moment of your life creating your life? Like not trying to figure your life out, but always being in the space of creation. And one of the ways that we do that is by simply asking, okay, if I had 10 seconds to live the rest of this journey, if I had one day to live the rest of this journey, if I had one year to live the rest of my life, what would I choose? So in watching this movie, you know, there's a character called uh, Moonlight Graham, Archie Graham. And he played half an inning in a professional baseball game. And so one of those whispers of consciousness led the Kevin Costner character to go find Moonlight Graham. And so he shows up in a town, Minnesota, and uh, to find out that he died in 1972, you know, like 16 years ago, from the time of when that movie was being filmed, I guess, or whenever that movie was taking place. And so he's walking in the street, Kevin Costner character, and then he sees this old man walking and he realizes that it's actually Archie Graham, Moonlight Graham, and he starts talking to him and and then he's like, you know, what's the one thing if you could do it all over again? What you know? He's like, I'd love to have that one opportunity to just I never got a chance to, to swing the bat in the major leagues. 
And I just love to look down, stare at that picture, and just, you know, wink my eye at him just to kind of throw him off, you know, and just get a chance to swing that baseball bat, right? So, so Ray, Ray Kinsella, uh, the Kevin Costner character, says, well, I built this baseball field. I'd like to, to invite you to, to come back and have an opportunity. Now, he's talking to Moonlight Graham, who at this time is probably, I don't know, mid to late 70s, maybe early 80s. And he's like, no, I can't leave my wife. I have a practice here. And I'm like, you know, I've chosen to be a doctor. I have no regrets, you know. So Kevin Costner gets back in in the truck and he's heading back to Iowa. And, you know, along the street, he sees this young man, you know, has the thumb up in the air hitchhiking. And they're like, come on in. Where are you heading? They're like, well, I'm trying to, I'm on my way to, to, to these, you know, a baseball player and, I'm on my way to to go find the, the these major league teams or whatever and go try out and I hear that they'll, they'll, they'll pay you know during the day and leave some time for you to get a job at night or you play at night and then that you could get a job during the day and so anyway so he gets in the car and they're like what's your name son and he's like oh my name is Archie Graham so it was like the young version of of Doc Graham so I start crying right you know now when you guys watch it you may be like what the hell is he crying over that scene but it was like. It's like he had a second chance. And even though he was a ghost, he had a second chance. And he was 19 years old, let's say. And he's on his way back to Iowa. And he gets to put on his uniform. And he gets to play with all these, you know, these former major leaguers who who have deceased. Or deceased. They're all entities, basically. And so here Kevin Costner builds this, you know, Ray Kinsella, the character, builds this field, which is basically like, um, it's like a portal between heaven and earth, right? And out of the cornfield is where these athletes come out of, sort of like a portal. And when they get onto the field, they're so excited because they're getting to do it all over again. You know, it's like a second chance. And they're asking, like, is this heaven? <laughs> and, and the Kevin Costner character goes, no, it's Iowa. You know, it's just really funny. And so, but it's like you can, the actors do such a great job in getting you to really go into their world to see how glad they are that they're having another opportunity to try it one more time that they're getting that second chance that they otherwise you know they didn't have for some of those athletes it was taken away from them because they were accused of doing things that they didn't do some of them did do some of the things that they weren't supposed to do and they got kicked out of major league baseball so it's like You know, in Access, we talk about there are no regrets, there's no mistakes, right? There's only choice. And it's only our judgments of the choices that we make that creates the regret in our world, right? Or it creates the the sadness or the anger or the bitterness or the frustration, whatever you want to call it. It's really only our points of view about the choices that we make. You see, with every choice you make, there's always an awareness right? And you may have heard your teacher say, did you learn your lesson? (laughs) Well, it's not about learning your lesson because sometimes learning lessons stick in not in a good way because there's always a judgment attached to that. But what if like every choice you made was more just like, okay, what awareness can I get out of this? And if you find that things aren't going your way or, you know, you thought you were following your gut intuition and and you made certain choices and ends up not not you know turning out to be desirable 
what do most of you do? You 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 start to judge yourself, you know, right? And and sometimes we may make choices that sort of stick us for a year or two, maybe five years, whatever the case may be, maybe 25, 30 years if you sleep with someone one night and you get them pregnant and they decide to have the baby, you know, um, you know, you then you you have a baby for the next however for the rest of your life, right? But uh, you know, so so sometimes a choice you can get stuck with that choice for a very, very long time. But you know, what would it take to look at all your choices that as just awarenesses that were required to get you to be exactly where you are right now, to get you to actually listen to this podcast? And so, so instead of having regret or remorse or anger or frustration, what if every choice was just something that created an awareness that was necessary for us to either A, stay the course, or B, change courses? And there's nothing wrong with that. So this character, Archie Graham, now he's a young boy and he's playing and he got to fulfill his dream. He winked at the pitcher and hit a, a, a fly ball out into the, the outfield and, and, and he was out, but he was able to uh, bring a runner in, which they call a sacrifice fly ball. So they were able to, he was able to score a run for his team. So anyway, Kevin Costner's um, being yelled at by his brother-in-law because the house is about to be foreclosed on and his brother-in-law is trying to sell him the house. Or not sell the house, buy the house from him so they don't go bankrupt. And the little daughter's like, Daddy, people will come. His daughter's like five years old. She's like, people will come and they will come to play to see these players. And they will come from all sorts of places. And then James Earl Jones' character comes in. He's like, Gray. He's like, people will come and they will pay. And they will will pay to watch these players and money will just show up. And again, it's like those whispers of consciousness. And yet at the same time, his brother-in-law, this reality, is yelling at him. Be like, Ray, they're about to foreclose on this house and on this land. If you do not sign this paper, I could get you money for this land. So here you are. You have these ghosts talking to him. And his daughter giving him this advice that's basically creating a reality beyond this reality. And then you have his brother-in-law that's being Mr. Practical and very much this reality, right? It all makes sense on paper. So where is that going on in your life? Where in your life are you doing practicality? Where in your life are you doing what you're supposed to be doing because that's the way society says you're supposed to do it, but yet you have these whispers of consciousness going on inside your head where you and then when you listen to those whispers of consciousness it lights your being up your body becomes up, upright it's like the pains in your body disappear for seconds or moments at a time but yet we ignore those whispers of consciousness and every time we ignore those whispers of consciousness it creates a little more frustration it creates a little bit more bitterness because we didn't choose once again And it builds up over time and over time and over time. And what if it was in the midst of all that mental masturbation as that little whisper of consciousness is floating by? It's that that you need to grab onto. It's that wave that you need to ride. Not the noise, but the whisper of consciousness. If you build it, they will come. Right? And so... What would you like to build? What would you like to create? Now, what if you never, ever had to worry about how 
it will show up? What if you never had to ever again worry about when it will show up? If you could take those two things out of your world, then all you ever have to worry about is generating and creating. The generating is sort of like the engine, starting that engine, baby, and and get going. And the creating is doing those diligent things on a daily basis, choosing what's light for you rather than what's heavy for you, choosing to go with the whispers of consciousness that you know deep down inside that that's the thing that's going to create your life. Even though you don't know how, even though you don't know when, but you know somewhere deep down inside because it's your being that knows. That that's the direction you're going. So even though when everybody's yelling at you, don't do it. Why are you doing this? You're crazy for doing this. There's something inside of you that knows. If you had 10 seconds to live the rest of your life, what would you choose? What are you going to choose? Choice creates awareness. Okay? So... So Archie Grant, the young guy, is fulfilling his dream, and then and then and then Kevin Costner's character's daughter, she falls off the bleachers, right? While while the uncle's yelling at the father, and she's choking, right? And then so young Moonlight Graham starts to run off the baseball field, and you know there's a white line that separates the the you know inbounds or in play or out of bounds out of play, and but those the players are not allowed to cross that line because they just can't. Because that baseball field sort of is like, uh, the like the the little piece of heaven on earth, <laughs> and anything outside of that is this reality. So they can't go outside of that. So they can just basically go back and forth between the cornfield, which is the portal, and this little piece of heaven, which is the baseball field, and so you know the girl's choking, and it was just so beautiful to watch him choose. To say goodbye to baseball. He got he fulfilled what he needed to fulfill. And he crossed over that line and he went from like a 19-year-old back to Doc Graham, who's like, I don't know, let's just say he was 78, 79 years old. And he went and he saved the little girl's life. And I just started to cry because I'm like, wow, he chose. He chose. Okay? He chose what he wanted to choose. Which not only created for him. But it created for the little girl, it created for the father, and for the mother, and for the uncle. Because once he'd made that choice, then the uncle, this reality, version of a person, (laughs) was now able to see the ghosts, the entities, the baseball players. Now, some of you may have an absolutely zero experience with access consciousness, okay? And some of you listening to this think I'm completely insane, that's totally fine. When I chose to do these, um, when I chose to step over the line to do this podcast and have it be in this format, uh, I know there's going to be people being like, you're fucking retarded, you know? And yeah, whatever. You can have your point of view. Cool. Thank you. The more you judge me, the more money I make anyway. So, so gracias. But it was like he chose. And, and the choice that he made actually created for him and it created for others. And it created for the planet. 
And so the movie's going on and on and on. And um, it's like, you know, as an, you know, what is an access consciousness facilitator? What is a talk to the entities facilitator? I'm also a talk to the entities facilitator, which the funny thing is, it was, it was sort of a facilitating certificate that I kind of avoided for six years. I've been in access consciousness six years and I avoided looking at that aspect of things. But like, it was like I started asking questions about how to become a better facilitator, stronger facilitator. How can I really change people's realities? And it was like, boom, that little voice, that whisper of conscience was like, it's time for you to start looking at this area of entities. All right. Now, entities, we're an entity. If you're listening to this, you're an entity. A book's an entity. All right, a piece of artwork's an entity. Your home's an entity. Your business is an entity, okay? But there's also entities that don't have bodies. And it was like he created this space for these entities to sort of fulfill these the broken dreams. He, he created this space to ease their pain. To ease their pain. And so as an access consciousness facilitator and a talk to the entities facilitator, it's like, you know, it's like my job is not just to get you all through your dramas and traumas and your stories, but to also create this space, yes, to ease some of your pains. It has to be your choice, though, but to ease your pain, but more importantly, to create your life, to create your life. Many of you listening to this are, and you're still in that same job you've been in for however many years because it gives you good benefits or because, you know, provides you with all the material things you always wanted, but you're not fulfilled. You're not satisfied. It doesn't light your fire when you wake up in the morning. You know, or how many of you are still in the same relationship? Just because. But it doesn't light your fire anymore. Or you're abusive to each other. If you're in a relationship, is your life 10 times greater because of it? Is their life 10 times greater because of it? If it's not, then what's the point? So if you build it, they will come. If you build it, it will come. It will actualize. If you had 10 seconds to live the rest of your life, what do you choose? If you had five years to live the rest of your life, what do you choose? So I hope, I hope for you in this podcast, and you know, maybe you'll watch the Field of Dreams and you may not see it from my perspective or, or, or point of view, but as facilitators and access consciousness, it's like we're, we are, for the facilitators out there that are not shoving their points of view down their throat, but really just simply asking you questions to empower you to know that you know, but to, and to create a space where you can now perceive, know, be, and receive the unlimited possibilities for your life and for your living. And what is it that you would like to create as your life? And, f and for your living, what would be fun for you? What would make this life worth living? 
So I leave you on that note. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you on the next podcast. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.